Hello. So it's going to be a little bit of a different episode today. Uh, we're going to actually be doing a case study with a church. They're a small church in the Midlands of the UK. They have listened to the podcast and have benefited from it. So we're going to hear a little bit from them. So it might be a little bit longer as we go through and you see our process of sort of looking at their content and suggesting things they could do better as well as highlighting things that they've done well. And we'd love to hear from other listeners who are doing the same, benefiting from the podcast and putting it into action. So please do go ahead and encourage us. That's really nice to hear some positive feedback, um, you know, with stories or sort of things that you found particularly helpful. And you can do so by messaging us on hello at gppodcast.uk. Cool. So let's roll that intro music. Welcome to the Gourds and Pomegranates podcast, talking common sense for church communications. Here's Hannah and Joe. Today we're talking to some very special guests from New Life Church in Warheath. Uh, we have Matt and Danielle. Really good to have you guys with us. Hello. Hi. So Matt and I go way back. Uh, we met on summer camp many, too many years ago. About um, 20, got, I think. Uh, yeah, more than I care to admit. <laughs> we've got memories of dancing together in minibuses to Don't Stop Believing and running through Birmingham Town Centre without a care in the world. Um, Danielle, as much as we're very glad to have you with us, I'm afraid we don't have those same memories shared. No, <laughs> um, not yet, not yet. <laughs> not exactly. <laughs> so we're going to have to ask you both some uh, quick-fire questions to break this podcast ice. So, Hannah. Okay, so they're really, really serious questions, but we need quick fire honesty. Um, please don't overthink it. There will be some, I don't want to say judgment, but if you say the wrong thing, there we may sort of have to question everything. <laughs> what is your favourite biscuit? Me first. You first. Custard cream, 100%. It's a classic it's a for a reason. It's always there. Dunk it in your tea. They're cheap. They're, everyone has them. They're just, they're just always there for you. Custard cream. As a classy guy, I like a chocolate hobnob. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, I love a chocolate hobnob. That's a good dipping option. What is your favourite social platform? Uh, Instagram, always. Cool, it's cool. just the best. Yeah, same. Excellent. And I'm down with Instagram f- as, a, as a choice. It's easy. It's yeah. just the easiest to use, I think. But then I hardly ever post to it. It's mostly for like watching basketball videos and pictures of dogs. It's me sharing. I, sh- I was going to say, we, I'm pretty sure, Joe, you and I share some Christian memes, um, epic Christian memes every <laughs> now and then. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Usually the ones that Matt has sent me. Yeah. <laughs> and what is your favourite podcast? Are there any that you regularly listen to or that's kind of are your favourites? Oh, see, I struggle with this question the most because I listen to podcasts all the time, but I'm just not committed to anything. I've just, <laughs> just got different ones on all the time. I'd struggle to pin some. Do listen to this one regularly. It's probably <laughs> one of the only ones that I'm, I'm, I'm there every week. That's high praise then. Yes. <laughs> How about you, Matt? I go for the mature things like the Taskmaster podcast, the <gasps> Scrubs Rewatch podcast. They do. Yeah, Taskmaster has a podcast. Yeah. Oh well, excellent. Well, I'm going to add that to my list. That's probably my most listened to. That and Off Menu. Yeah. Oh yes, and Off Menu, great podcast. <laughs> off Menu just makes me so hungry. Yeah, it does do that. <laughs> and final quick fire question: Gordel pomegranate. Um, I don't like either. 
I didn't know how to say that on this podcast. So it's been great having Matt and Danielle with us today. <laughs> <laughs> That's the end of the podcast. Yeah. Sorry, sorry about that. Didn't have to dress that up in any other way. <laughs> it's okay. Honesty is good. Honesty is good. This is a sharing environment. Yeah, and I'll go with Gord. I'll pick one. <laughs> Excellent. And we have no, like, we're not asking this in any context. We just thought it would be fun to be like, what one do you prefer? Because <laughs> most of the time people are like, what's a Gord? Like, how, <laughs> how do you actually cook with pomegranates? And also, so, if this running with the off menu theme, if that was a secret ingredient, it would be a bit of a short podcast as well. <laughs> Well, there you go. I think that we've learned a great deal about both of you through those questions. <laughs> Thank you. So um, start off then. Tell us a little bit about your church um, and who you guys are. So we're based down in Warheath, which is not far from uh, Wolverhampton. We're a church of about 130-ish people. Um, we've got a reasonably big leadership team for the church of our size, uh, which is why you know, comms became a bit more important to us because we suddenly realised we were trying to reach out to quite a lot of people. Mm. Uh, and we also realised that none of us knew anything about kind of how to do it, which is why, thankfully, Danny came on board <laughs> and started taking over our social media. How long ago was it that you came on board, Danny? So it was, um, well, we had, we like started a big rebuild when we were closed for COVID. Um so I sort of came on board then to, um, you know, do like building updates and um, like for like people in the church, but also like, you know, the wider community and just try and build up a bit of excitement. And um, mm. well, and because it was COVID, just to make sure people knew we still existed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I'm still here. <laughs> yeah. And the, the rebuild that we went through is quite an important thing about our church, really, because We'd been planning it for years and then during COVID we decided that was the time to knock a church building down and start again. Which no, was we were it. closed anyway. We were closed anyway. Yeah. So it seemed like a right thing to do. <laughs> so, Why not? So that's what we've kind of been through. And then this year we decided new church, time for a new name. So from Easter we are now New Life Church. So there's quite a lot of things to try and communicate out there for yeah. Dave to keep up with. We've been busy. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed that was pretty recent. Was that a, a sort of long process or...? Yes. Yes. A lot of meetings. A lot of opinions. Yeah. Yeah. That's always the way, isn't it? I think that's that can be the case in business as well, but more often than not, you know, small businesses, one person makes the decision, you go with it. Churches, not so much. No. Everyone has to vote on it, don't they? Yes. So you said that you've got about 130-ish um members of your church. What's the kind of age demographic? a massive spectrum really like we are so blessed in our church we loads of families and young children um older people as well like we really have got a massive like, range yeah range mm. yeah. we do go literally from naught to 100 at the moment don't we're we? very proud Aww. of that yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we cover the full up. which is an amazing thing as a church isn't it like that's that's what you want but at the same time if you just had loads of young people, then it would probably make your comms a little bit easier because you can just target towards them. Yeah, that is mm. very true. Yeah. So what is your comms situation at the moment? If you have to list kind of all the things that you do, not a day-to-day of like, this is what I do first thing, but sort of what does your comms look like? So uh, we have 
a website that's run by uh, a guy called Martin, one of our elders. We've got a Twitter account, Instagram account, Facebook account. Mm -hmm. We do quite regular leaflet drops to the local area as well because we've got a couple of quite willing artists in the church, which is really handy, actually. Especially when you're renaming a church and your new logo because they just crack on with it and, and get it all done. <laughs> uh, and then the, there's lots of the signage and... Um, kind of the, the outward face of the church that they do quite a lot of work on to try and keep up to date. So with a new building, you want people to walk past and actually see what it's about. And uh, they put quite a lot of work into that. But in terms of the different platforms that you communicate on, you know, are there are there strengths there that you think, actually, this is something we're doing really well, but this is something we know that we need to work on? Uh, if I start on that one, and then I'll, I'll <laughs> see what she thinks. So... Um, a good place to start we're talking about our website because it's a it's a good little story our website because mm. we did have one pre-pandemic but it was very very neglected um it wasn't up to date and in the january of 2020 uh, one of our elders suddenly realized how important a website is for the church yeah. so spent quite a lot of time updating it getting it going and making sure it was live and then suddenly a pandemic hit so Without that, I don't know what we'd have done, really. No, we were yeah. suddenly very reliant on our website. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so keeping up to date with that is one thing that they do work really hard on. So there's always um, like a live calendar uh, and events going up on there. So keeping that up to date from a, an information point of view is, I think, one of the strengths. Trying yeah. to keep the website actually up to date is a different challenge for people that are just volunteering. Sure. Uh, then we've got our uh, our socials. Now I've been told not to compliment Danny on how she does our social media because oh, it will make her feel uncomfortable. <laughs> not when I'm so I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> but I think our social media, since certainly over the last kind of eighteen months, has improved mm. massively. It's got a lot more engagement, hasn't it? And uh, Danny puts a lot of work into that. So thank you, Danny. It is very lovely to have the comms people being appreciated, and that's yeah, a sure. whole thing that we're very sort of proud, not proud about. We want to champion that comms people should be celebrated more for churches yeah. because most of the time they're doing it voluntarily or they're combining it with number numerous other jobs and stuff. So it is very lovely to hear you compliment Danielle. Thanks. <laughs> <Nice>. I mean. <laughs> Asking a, a sort of follow-up question to that, and this isn't something that I've asked in advance, but do you have a rough idea, Danielle, of sort of how much time each week it takes you? Because if it's recognised that you're doing a good job... Um, oh, it, re it really varies. Um, yeah. I mean, over Easter, so like the last month has been mm. really busy because obviously mm. Easter itself comes with all the events and, you know, all stuff like that. Mm. Plus, we changed our name. Um, we've had Alpha going up. Like, we've just had everything sort of going on at once. I would say I could easily do, I'm going to say, like, eight hours a week. Yeah. Mm. Um, I mean, yeah, it sort of depends on, yeah. It fluctuates, but... Yeah. Yeah, no, and that, that doesn't surprise me because, as we said, we, we've had a little look at... at what you're putting out not just social media and you know, other stuff as well but recently one thing i noticed is that you've been posting pretty much every day with with mm. solid content and that doesn't just happen you know no 
um, yeah, well, we've had, yeah, because we've just had so much going on. And um, I mean, as you know, you your information's got to be going out when it's relevant and fresh and I can't always cue. But also I'm grateful to be in that position where I've got things queuing up ready. I've got stuff sitting yeah. in drafts that I need to get out. Um, you know, January, for example, it is very much not like that. And I'm almost like scrambling for something to post because, you know, events may be, you know, quieting down a little January and um, August as well can be hard. You know, mm. so many holidays and stuff going on that things can go a bit quiet. Um, so I'm grateful at the moment to have have a lot to say. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's one thing that actually, even if you've got all the time in the world to actually do social media, mm. if you haven't got the content coming in or you haven't got even the details that you need to create the content, then that can be really hard. It's really difficult to actually get anything done. So it's brilliant that you've got that time. It's brilliant the church has recognised those gifts and, and sort of given you the freedom to create. But it also needs some input, I imagine, from the leadership in order to keep that going. Yeah, so... Like things like if we've got a new sermon series, obviously I have zero involvement in that. So I can't just come up with content yeah. for that. Like yeah. I need like information and then like maybe slides and stuff sent to me. Um, so I can then put that out. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Matt, what's your sort of perspective on that from the leadership of the church perspective? Sort of do do you guys have to commit time to comms as well? Yeah, so our kind of comms overall is shared by quite a lot of people. So for us, it's trying to remember to inform Danny of some of these things. Yeah. Because one of our elders runs the website. So we kind of think, oh, it's dealt with. Yeah. But it's trying to now have the mindset of actually we need to inform the right people of what's going on when so that those socials go out. And it takes a little bit of time to change that mindset. And that's kind of the process we're going through at the minute because We've changed so much, including mm -hmm. how we, not just how we are as a church, but how we have to communicate that as leaders, we've got to think about that much more consciously rather than just saying, great, we're going to do a sermon series on John's gospel. See you all next week. It's now, <laughs> we're going to do this sermon series. Let's get some artwork ready. Let's let the right people know. Let's publish it a bit. And that takes time to get get going really yeah i think yeah. we've recently realized like we've got to we've got to just become so much more visual and mm. um like more conscious of like involving our community in like everything that we're doing um yeah. you can't just assume that you know if you're not sat there on a sunday oh you don't know what's going on you've got to go yeah. up next sunday do you know what i mean you've got to be branching out to people in any way you can and you know we all spend a lot of time on our phones how most people are getting their information now. And actually we've found, certainly over the last few weeks, it's something that it's not just the leadership they have to think about. We've got to try and get the rest of the church on board with just understanding this as well. Because yeah. we had a discussion, didn't we, and mm. this came up at one of our meetings about the importance of the church members and just church family liking, sharing, commenting, because of how much difference it makes. Yeah. And until you bring that up with people, they, they just don't see it. They don't, what, yeah. they don't see it. They don't realise how well, important yeah. it is. And it's easy for me to think like, oh, you know, you need to share, comment and get just engaged and stuff because obviously I spend so much of my week 
in social media so it's very much like my world for everybody else obviously scrolling and just wouldn't you don't think twice about it do you so yeah we've we have really had to just gently remind people and just encourage everyone to get involved really yeah and to understand why it's important for them to get involved to let them know the difference that it does actually make by being able to share it and how many more people uh, can reach it. Because even our pastor mentioned to me the other day, he hadn't realised how much difference that one like or one share can make to how many people are seeing that post then, to how much yeah. difference it makes. Yeah, like, and it did make a massive difference. Like From that one meeting that we were talking about, like within the next two weeks, just on Facebook, like our engagement was up by 73%. Mm. Just by sort of encouraging people to engage in everything and also i think outwardly it makes us look more more like a family like we're all yeah definitely you know supporting and just getting involved and being excited about our own stuff yeah yeah i think one one um thing that i'd say in response to that it's really good that you're encouraging it but over time obviously people are probably going to get a little bit less uh enthusiastic and so it's having those specific posts that you say right these ones and it's not always just the next event invite it might be that there's something that's completely engagement focused and community focused but you're saying right this week on wednesday we're going to share this this is the one that we want you to really engage with and hopefully that will keep the habit up anyway but it'll also direct all of that attention to that post that you really want to get people to see out there i don't know if you've got anything to add on that han yeah i mean i suppose it's yeah not expecting everyone to do it straight away because yeah you do lose that kind of momentum with it but also not feeling awkward and I felt I have felt that but yeah when you've got those big events so um something for the coronation coming up or again Easter events so actually community events can be quite good of saying actually no this is a really important thing that we want to be sharing out yeah please do like and share but also if you're doing events um, say you're doing a carol service let's get the christmas conversation started in you know the middle of april um mm-hmm. if if you you've got a carol service and you've created an event on facebook because that's a great way that actually is a great way to get people to come to it it's then saying to people don't forget to invite people you know we know you're coming because you come every year but actually don't forget to invite people on who might never have heard of this or not heard of it but you know might not be aware that this is happening and so yeah highlighting and and sort of actually telling people the calls to action telling them what to do fairly obviously and regularly yeah so what we wanted to do as we're so appreciative of you guys coming onto the podcast and sharing a bit of your experience we wanted to be able to give back a little bit as well and hopefully offer some feedback which is helpful um, which you can put into action um, obviously you can take it or leave it we're not telling you you must do this um, there's there's you know different ways to achieve things but hopefully it's stuff that um, you can put into practice and can be helpful so we'll look at some potential improvements but also we want to acknowledge that you guys are doing a really good job mm-hmm. and we're also aware that this is all done by volunteers um, whether that's sort of on the leadership or the actual social media or the website whatever it is that you're doing so yeah you're doing a really great job there 
Hopefully that doesn't sound too patronizing. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Yeah. Yeah. Nice bit, and then next he's going to be like, ah. right, let's get into it. What's <laughs> coming now? Yeah, isn't it? yeah. <laughs> you did a great job, but this was rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't see anything rubbish. So for the listener, we're going to put the links in the chat. So that if you want to go and take a look at what we're looking at, then that will be um, hopefully helpful for you as well. So that it's not just um, completely random what you're hearing. Uh, so the first thing is to talk about the website. Um, big bit of feedback here is that web address is dangerously close to West Ham. So we need to get yeah, that sorted. sorted. <laughs> was that a consideration in renaming the church? Well, I was very disappointed because it's gone further away from my beloved wolves. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I've I've seen the colours of the new cafe. So Yes. Yeah. I've, I had a little bit of influence. <laughs> So first of all, with the site, it's really good that the Sunday services button is front and center. That's really obvious um, to people so that if they want to find out about Sundays, it's there. But if possible, I'd also want to see the times of the services there um, sort of above the button. So you've got that action of people do want to find out extra about it. But if they just want to know when and where you're meeting, then you give that to them straight away. Cool. And then slightly oddly, if you do click on that button, it opens in a new tab. That's probably doesn't need to happen. Um, keep it um, in the same tab. And then whilst on that page, it's good to have lots of links to the previous services. I think I'd probably change it up a little bit. So for the most recent, I'd include an embed from your YouTube because it's amazing that you are streaming to YouTube still. Mm -hmm. So show that off straight away so that people don't have to click a button and go out to YouTube, but they can watch it directly on the page there. And then for the ones that are going further back, you could still include a few buttons, but I'd probably say that you're better off having some text there that says something along the lines of all of our services are available on YouTube. If you want to watch the previous ones, then go there. And that can either link to like straight to your YouTube channel or it could link to a playlist or a list of playlists, something like that. So that it's nice and easy for them to find what they're looking for. Mm. But that will probably be a bit more friendly than having lots of buttons going down the page because I think it's fairly unlikely that people are going to be scrolling all the way down to find like last August's sermon there. Yeah. Might have been a good one though. Last August. It might have been a good one. But then highlight the good ones as well. Like if there are particular ones from, from your past, this isn't something I've written down, but if, if there's a sermon, that you know, yes. really resonated with people, then that's great social media content there for a start, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and that doesn't mean that, a week or two after the sermon that that's kind of done with yeah mm. yeah th that's a really good point and actually you know especially if they're topical things or not topical but if it's a sermon series about something difficult challenging encouraging something that actually still yeah resonates with. or if you have someone say to you oh do you know what i still really listen to or I'm still really thinking about that august sermon series or something you know put that out and say someone said that they're still you know they're re-listening to it or they were away and have just caught up with it. If you missed it or you want to listen to it again and then, yeah, link to the YouTube playlist. Yeah. That's kind of a nice way of um, yeah, yeah. re-engaging. Yeah. And yeah. I think that it's an important thing with sermons that it's not just I've done it and I'm gone kind of thing. I mean, obviously, if you're going on site to a service, you can't really listen to it again on site necessarily. But that is the wonder and the benefit of digital is the fact that actually we can go back and listen to them. And the notices probably aren't so useful, but the messages that are given in the sermon or even the worship is still a blessing to people listening to it months, even years later. Yeah. Yeah. And you're obviously, you know, the church is seeing a benefit of having it online, that it isn't just a case of mm. 
catch up if you missed it this week that you can still see it live and people can go back and watch other ones so it's just sort of amplifying that benefit of it being online really isn't it mm. yeah definitely so one thing with the menu at the top i think it's really good that you've got a new to nlcwh mm. page there um it's nice and prominent so that if people are new and want to find out more they know where to go um i'd potentially rename that to just being new here but i think that's a little bit it could be potentially confusing because obviously the web address is still WHEFC and then you've got NLCWH and the acronyms could be a bit confusing. Um, so I think having new here probably covers that. Yeah, we're in a bit of a phase where the two are linked. So if you type in WHEFC.org yeah. or I'm going to get the letters wrong, NLCWH, yes. they yeah. both go to the same place. That will change yeah. from September. So it would just be the one. We're just having yeah. a little bit of a, a crossover moment. Yeah, no, for sure. And that's it's a really recent change. So I'm I'm aware of that as as sort of feeding back. Mm. It might also be worth um in that drop down, just trying to slim that down a bit in the menu so that there aren't quite so many options. Um so for the main menu, you've got sort of member area and you've got sign in. I'm not sure whether they're sort of doing the same thing, and probably they don't both need to be there. There's also an argument for any sort of sign in thing that actually if members are going there to look for the sign-in link, then they're probably going to look a little bit harder, so you don't necessarily need to have it in the menu at all. Um, but I think getting rid of both of them and combining them into one is a, is a good start. And then, yeah, within that drop-down, that could be a bit overwhelming as well. So, for example, the gallery, that probably doesn't need its own page because the photos could fit onto other pages where they're relevant. And like weekly activities can probably move into the what's-on menu item. So already you slim that down enough that people looking at new here can say mm. these are the few things like you're giving them a limit to their choices rather than it being too overwhelming. And then I'd also say something similar in terms of the the info about your beliefs. So we've talked on the podcast before about user journey and giving people the information they need at each step to be able to make a decision and then move on to the next part of their journey. So, for example, the doctrinal basis where you've got your your beliefs laid out in quite a formal way. That will be really important to some people, but the chances are it's not going to be important to everyone, particularly people just coming to the site for the first time. Yeah. So I'd probably look at changing up the purposes and values page a bit, maybe add an intro to that that says on this page you'll find purposes and values, and then if you want to see more about our full beliefs, then click here, rather than having to have them all in the menu. So it's like a staged uh, process. Okay. And then... Just a last couple of things, really. So going back to the homepage, in terms of the sort of layout and the priority, now, obviously, Alpha is a current event. That's something that you're promoting right now. So it's good that it's high up. I think once that's passed, then it either presumably disappears from the homepage or you sort of lower it down a bit in, in priority. Um, but I, I do think it could be a little bit clearer. So one thing with the graphic next to the video, it's always better where possible to have text on the page rather than a graphic with text on it that means that search engines can read it more easily it means that people with visual impairments can read it more easily it means you can copy and paste text that sort of thing so i would probably have a line of text saying new alpha course starts 23rd of april and then a sign up link or a button because you've got that sign up at alpha.org.uk forward slash try but there's no way to click and actually go to that and then you could still have the alpha logo there because that's something that's recognizable. But you could say, watch the video to find out more. And then you've got the video next to it. So it just centers around the user a little bit more um, rather than that being something, you know, for example, it's got the New Life Church logo on that graphic. 
that doesn't need to be there on your website because people are already on your website. They know your logo. They know where they are. Whereas if they're on social media and you're posting that out, then that's something that's more likely to need to be there. And then the last thing is on that homepage, I probably switch around the video and the welcome text. So you've got the welcome text either immediately after the alpha or immediately after that um, sort of hero banner section at the top, just so that people can get that information straight away. And then if they want to watch the video to find out a bit more, it will probably be finding out more about the feeling of the church and the different activities and, and what it's going to be like when they come in, as opposed to a little bit more informational of the text there. So still definitely keep it there, but I'd, I'd switch the locations around. And I'd also switch up the headings so that they're not red, which sort of matches the alpha, which may or may not be a coincidence. But if you get them to a green or an orange, then they're going to be more consistent with the new logo. Yeah. But that's all I've got to say on the website. Like you say, it's serving you well. It's doing a good job. It's just about tweaking things that can make it a little bit more slick going forward. Cool. Thank you. So I'm going to hand over to Hannah for some social media feedback. Uh, see, now I've got multi-platforms to talk about. So now yeah, it's I just talked like about I've one like single thing. lot of comments. Which now it's, oh, <laughs> so you guys are doing an awesome job already, but it's like a lot of little things that actually will, I, I think, kind of will just make it seem so much better um, rather than like you've got loads of red big red flags that need to be done like a lot of churches I see so I hope this doesn't sound too critical <laughs> that was a nice little backwards compliment there. We'll yeah take it. yeah I'll take it's yeah. kind of going from website onto social media Joe and I slightly I don't want to say disagree we have differing opinions as to where social links on a website should be because you've got actually not a very very long web uh, home page but it was down at the bottom which is sort of a little bit for me, I do go on a website because I want to find the social link. So actually having to scroll right down was, a, I don't say annoying, <laughs> but <laughs> the links, you've got a Facebook, a Twitter, and then two Instagram accounts. This was a problem was we actually like? noticed last week, so it's currently being sorted out. That's good. Okay. Twitter That's and the Instagrams good. don't work, and there's one over yeah, Instagram. So, so, that's... Okay. so I could say this now, and then you're already in the process of resolving it. So it sounds like it was really helpful advice, <laughs> and you've done it straight away. That's good. We're going to look really stupid. We're going to give you loads of feedback and then people will go and check Don't it. And they're like, what yet. are they talking about? Yeah. The amazing. The social's amazing. I'm going to chime in actually with one thing on, actually, I like two things on sort of social and the website. First of all is a little hack, having a redirect. So if you can have, well, for now it's whefc.org forward slash Facebook. And then that redirects to the Facebook page. That's something which should be fairly easy to set up in the website. But it also means then that wherever you link to your Facebook page in your website, you don't have to remember, you don't have to go and copy and face it. You can just link to forward slash Facebook and then it will go there. That also means it's really easy for you to tell people from the front, whefc.org forward slash Facebook, and they will go to your Facebook page rather than facebook.com forward slash whatever. Also then if you change it in the future, as this is probably a little bit too late advice for you because you've just changed it, but it means that you only have to change the redirect rather than having to change every link on the website. So that's really helpful. The other thing, as Hannah said, about having them right at the bottom, I think it's good to have them in the footer because often people will go there looking for it. But if you're going to link it elsewhere on the site, rather than just having an icon or something, have something which says, why not connect with us on social media yeah. or join us on social media for the latest news and give people a reason to go there and click on that link as well. Yeah. And especially if you're still live streaming, 
Mm. Actually, that's a really awesome reason why people should be going on your YouTube and and liking and subscribing. So, you know, yeah, make that clear on the sermons page or something like that. And include the YouTube link in the footer. Yes. Yeah. I would add then YouTube in there. We'll, we'll give um, it to the right pe- people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's doing it. <laughs> kind of overall, sort of across all the platforms, if you've changed your name, and even if it's sort of a little while back, actually kind of celebrating that of going, this is what we've done and doing like a fireworks or something like that on social of going (laughs) actually if you see that there's two names on our social posts actually this is the reason why but also it's a topic or an area to talk on you know it gives you a new avenue of sort of content creation of actually going well why did we pick the name and you know actually what this means for us going forward so sort of yeah have a sort of a launch or sort of some content that sort of goes yay this is happening and Again, I'll assume that you guys are already on it, but sort of just making sure that your handles across the different platforms are then consistent, both within themselves. So actually try to have every platform the same, just because if people are tagging you on different platforms, actually they know they're not looking for at New Life Church, Woolheath, Livestream, or at NLCWH Church, or... Yeah. Um, but having it consistent across all platforms is good because otherwise it's a bit of mixed messaging. So looking at YouTube, you've got your titles, New Life Church, Wall Heath Livestream, but then your tag is WHEFC Livestream 7196. And I appreciate that sometimes it's a bit tricky getting exactly what you want, but just then making sure that as you're transitioning into the new name, I mean, that's a good reason to get your congregation if you've got 130 members of saying look can we get up to 100 subscribers on youtube because actually that'll mean that we can change our name because we've had the rebrand and done that so i've been there in the past <laughs> having to specifically ask people to subscribe not so you can watch our videos but so that we can change our name so yeah and then another kind of overall um across all the platforms so you talked about kind of sermon series and sort of broad like not one off specific events you guys have actually caught the other end of the balance um, from what a lot of other churches do of where they only address things that are happening on a Sunday. I would encourage you to actually push a little bit, not like, but add in a little bit here and there. Don't change what you're doing because actually your content kind of variety is really good. But just go, would be great to come and join us on a Sunday? Or if you can't join us, here's the live stream. Could you make it or do you want to listen to it again? Or, you know, it was great for us to gather. Here's the live stream linked if you couldn't. Again, because you're still doing it, actually, it just adds that little bit of additional content to add in. Whereas the other end of the seesaw, most churches only focus on their Sunday. And actually, it seems as if they're not doing anything. You know, we can see that you guys are doing loads of awesome stuff and that's really cool. Um, But I'd say kind of, yeah, just add in a little bit of... um, do join us on a Sunday because I think actually because you've got that and the videos that people can see what church is like. So it is a great kind of taster experience because I can watch your live stream and go, oh, I've got an idea of what to expect. Yeah, maybe I will actually come on site. Yes, that makes sense. But overall, your content is exciting and it's really nice seeing a variety. They're good quality photos. So, you know, actually what you're doing at the moment is great, but just a little kind of add something else in 
So I'm going to try and do this really quickly because I'm aware that we've already been chatting for a while and this can often take quite a long time if I'm doing them um, as an actual session. So really quickly, YouTube, your homepage is not optimized. So you haven't got sort of playlists. So if you've got sermon series in a specific, you know, this was our six week sermon series on this and this was the Christmas series, you haven't got any playlists. So actually you can't highlight them in your homepage on the, on the home section of your profile on YouTube. So optimize playlists, as Joe said already, then it's easier to link back if you're linking them on the website. Yeah. If you've got then sort of sermon series, I mean, how many times can I say that? Your titles and thumbnails are a bit generic and this is going to sound really harsh. <laughs> say whatever you like. I don't want to say it. It's, it's all right if I'm saying it broadly in a, in a talk, but now I'm actually being very specific to a bunch of people. No offense. I don't care if it's NLCWH evening service live stream 23rd of April. I'm not going to be looking for that. And that one is a blank wall with a mic stand. It's not very enticing. Yeah. However, I'm sure it was a great talk and, you know, brilliant worship and it was awesome. <laughs> I mean, actually, most of your thumbnails, they've auto-generated, so it is people. But put it as, you know, either whether you screen grab from the video itself, but add in kind of the the date, you know, a small logo on the thumbnail and even then the sermon series or the title and then put that then in your title yeah. for the video of actually, you know, if your series is about God's love throughout the Bible. And then each week you're looking at something different of a different Bible story. You could go something about God's love for um, the Israelites when they're going through the desert with Moses and saying, finding God's love in the desert. That's actually a likely question that people will be searching for on YouTube of finding God's love when time is hard or when you feel like there's no hope and it's a dry time. YouTube is the biggest search engine, so really optimize your videos to answer the questions that people are searching for. And especially, you know, the church has awesome answers to some really challenging questions in life. And so try and pick out those questions that whoever's doing the talk is answering. So that, yes, yeah. that makes sense. The answer that they're giving, make that question your title. Yes. So that when someone searches for, actually the keywords are then picked up of love, God's love, challenge, hope, faith, and things like that, rather than morning service live stream evening service live stream you know yes people will watch it if they are invested in the church already you know if they're on holiday or for some reason they can't make the service but actually mm. that's then where it's a really powerful tool for they'd be watching it anyway wouldn't they yeah yeah exactly so they didn't really care what the name is yeah. i'd say in terms of like logistically that's something that if the pastor has or your preacher has already prepared the sermon then they can come up with a title for a youtube video because they've probably already got a title for yeah. for a sermon yeah um so it, you just add it into your processes same with the thumbnails that yeah. you might have a template of a thumbnail for a morning a template of a thumbnail for an evening and you just change the title and yeah. maybe an image like you have a bank of images that you rotate through so it's making these small improvements but trying to do it in a way which doesn't add loads and loads of extra work for you yeah and do you know what? that that really helps because it comes to youtube we never even thought about that. When you think of socials and comms, our yeah. brains immediately go to website and Instagram and Facebook, yeah. and that's about it. But actually, there's that much content on YouTube that until you guys started saying it, you think, oh, hang on, yeah, people might actually look for it. It, yeah. it drops yeah. out of your thoughts straight away, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, you've got 
good numbers for your views. You know, most churches now, if they're live streaming, they've got like three views mm. on stuff that happened kind of months ago. You know, you're nearly on 200 views for a lot of them. One of them's over 300, um, which is brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> but it's brilliant because actually it's showing people are still watching them. It's not as if you're doing them and no one's no one's engaging. But we could get more. Yeah, you will do. Yeah. And, and just a thought actually on making it easier in sort of how you think about your comms plan and sort of taking a step back from creating the comms, that when your leadership team are thinking about the sermon series and, um, you know, upcoming events and stuff like that, or if you've got guest speakers, that actually if you have a kind of small procedure in place of going, okay, so you guys are, are going to talk about next year's um, sermon series plan and sort of calendar, these are the things we need you to think about. So actually when when the person is planning on writing their talk for two months time, that they're going, right, what's the question yes. I need to be answering? Because actually I think that's a good thing for preachers anyway. But that actually then you're not asking them to do it after they've done it. You're just saying, can you please bear in mind that these are the things that we need to be thinking about? Because again, then as you're planning upcoming, you know, next month's content, where you're going, well, we know we've got this guest speaker. We know that we're going to be looking at this theme. Actually, that's quite an exciting thing if you're planning content that actually you know what people are kind of going to be talking about. And it's not as if that's new information to anyone because they're planning it and writing it in advance. So actually they're they're already doing it. So yeah, that's YouTube. But well done. You guys are still there. And that's, it's, it's, I've watched a few and they're, you know, and actually that's really good. That was a good thing as well. Your cameras are at the front, which is really good, even though it was a bit of kind of um, where you're moving about. But actually it was really nice to be able to see people's faces relatively up close rather than it being right at the back of the church and everyone's like that big and you can't see who different people are. So I, it felt a lot more immersive watching it which I, I sort of was quite nice to sort of go oh I actually feel like I'm I'm in here rather than yeah it's just, just fly on the wall <laughs> yeah yeah no it did feel like that which was good right Facebook can I just say wow you have really great engagement levels on Facebook and it was I was quite shocked I was like wow they've got like 24 likes for this 23 likes for this six shares 12 shares it's so, it was so exciting looking at your Facebook page and seeing that because clearly there are people wanting to engage with your Facebook page. So like that was, I was like, you don't need any help for Facebook. You're already <laughs> there. So that was like, please be encouraged by that because again, a lot of churches, you put an alpha post up and there's like one person likes it and that's the social media person because they want him to be like, you got 20 <laughs> likes for that post. And so that is really, really good. The only thing is kind of, and this again goes over all platforms, again, your photos are really good, but there's very few pictures of people's faces. Yes, that is on my sort of list for going forward. Um, It's not easy. I think our church is a little camera averse, but I am going to try and... um, I don't want to say force people, but like, I just feel like it'd be nice to have a bit more of a balance. Um, you know, if it, and I think you were talking about it a few weeks ago, actually, just so you sort of, if you're coming into the church, you sort of know who you're walking into. Um, yeah. So. It's always a hard thing because yeah. even churches where it's not that sort of camera reverse, like you say, 
Yeah. No one likes having a camera in their face. So there are ways of doing it. And hopefully, Speak you know. Speak yourself. I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Say, say the two people who are hosting a podcast with a mic and a camera shoved in their face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, maybe starting off with not to volunteer anyone, but some elders who might mm. be in support of that idea and might have two children that you could show a nice little family, you know? Yeah. yeah. It means yeah. Martin, not me. <laughs> <laughs> Present company excluded. Yeah. <laughs> But also what you could do is like leadership introductions. So you've got them already on your website, whether you use those photos or like at one service so that actually you've got some consistent photos. Say, right, everyone who's here, I need to just take an individual photo of you. And then you could share on Facebook like, hey, this is so-and-so and and they do this. And, you know, you could have a kind of cheat sheet of sort of what's your favorite Bible verse? How do you serve in the church? What do you love about being a part of this church kind of thing? Yeah. It's nothing too taxing, but actually then, especially for leadership, it's really good when they're up at the front talking that you know, okay, that they're welcoming. I know who that person is, or I know sort of, I I feel as kind of slight sense of connection to them. Mm. But yeah, it is tricky. But again, I think that's where sharing with the church of saying, you know, this we we want to show who the church family is. It's not just one or two people up the front all the time. It's everyone who is a, you know, serving and being a part and involved in the church please can we take your picture or sort of you know at events and stuff like that and whilst we don't want to really push a lot of stock footage usage the occasional use of certain photos from somewhere like unsplash like even if it's a smiling group that is mildly representative of your church congregation yeah um you know don't use loads of young people if it's quite an older generation um but, you know, there's there's no harm occasionally using stock footage if actually it's just a little bit of a filler and an appropriate filler. Um, last thing on Facebook is to, on your menu bit, so the posts about mentions, reviews, followers, photos, more. Yes. I would take out a load of them okay. because they're not necessary. And actually, they're not relevant to to who you guys are. And possibly the mentions, actually, you've got a lot of mentions in there, which are good. But the reviews followers one is a bit unnecessary because that's not been really used. And also, I would say you've got not much on your videos section. If you've got the live stream, you could download them afterwards, you know, even later in the week and then upload them to Facebook as a static video then. It's not a live stream, but actually it's, it's just on the platform and it just bulks up your content without you really needing to anything. Because you've already got the thumbnail, you've already got the title, you've already got a description, you've already got the, the video. You can just kind of upload that um, in there rather than needing to try and double live stream. Yeah. And to push that a little bit further, almost as a bit of a kind of stretch goal, you can then use those videos to create extra content. So it might be that you take mm. a screenshot, that you take a quote and you overlay it and then you've got a graphic yeah. for that week. It might be yeah. that you take a 30 second chunk or a two minute chunk and then you put that as a as a separate video. And all of that is without having to actually do any extra work to create new content. You're not having to put any extra work to think of it. Film new it's things. just actually making it happen. Um, yeah. So it doesn't take the creativity as much as it obviously adds a little bit more admin to do. But it's all different content. Which yeah. can be really helpful, as you said, about like January and August, that actually yeah. you can oh, here was, you know, it's the summer holidays now, but here's a few highlights from the, you know, first half of the year. And you could kind of, even if it's 
talks or little clips from like kids doing stuff in the service that actually you could just sort of edit load bits down and make a 30 second clip of like yay we can't wait to welcome you back in September or something yes like that. yeah that's a great idea thank you quickly moving on I mean a lot of the stuff the same for Instagram um put more pictures of faces and actually I would say try and do more posts on Instagram so whether that's hey it's Monday here's a bible verse or just this is what we've been up to here's I don't you've got the cafe like share more pictures of the cakes and stuff like you have some good pictures of some cakes um, already posted up you know really lean into that I think would be good then that I would also make use of some of the extra features of Instagram so like the highlights um and even trying things like more reels so you know if you've got the new building could you do a bit of a tour around and again that could go on other platforms as well but could you sort of make some short sharp fun videos using um yeah features that reels offer you but also Instagram as well, because it's very visual, does favor or we favor faces. So this is, I think, again, the faces is really important in Instagram. And whether you use the photos you've already got or even, you know, use yourselves as examples of how does this person serve? Um, that's quite cool. And then you can add that into highlights and stuff like that. We're going to come back next time and be like, okay, so some feedback for your Instagram. It's all just pictures of <laughs> Danielle and Matt. You might want to dial it back. Yeah. Just in Why different not? rooms of the church. Was that not what you wanted? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> you know, that could be quite a fun, like, where are we working from today? Um, <laughs> I would increase your following because I think that will help your followers. And obviously it's tricky for me to see how much you engage or with other platforms, not other platforms, other profiles, but likelihood is if you're only following 45, you don't have a lot of variety in what you're seeing. So increase your followers, find local organizations, partners that work with the church, through the church that you've done things with, you know, if it's something like Alpha, make sure that you're following them. And yeah, try and engage. I'll just say a bit more. I don't know what you're doing already with other platforms, but um, platform other profiles because I think the kind of unofficial etiquette is that if you're, you know, if you start following me, I'll start following you back, likely. But if people see the link because oh, you're a local church, you're a local, you know, you're local to us, or oh, it's another church in a neighbouring town, or if you've got kind of like higher up organisations that you work with, that's sort of a nice polite plus also if you've seen content from them you can share that out that's related to what you're doing um but yeah again I'm, I'm I'm really like the pictures of the crosses and I think there is that kind of consistency in what you're doing and the angles of some of your photos so you've got the picture of the alpha and then of the church actually that's a similar yeah similar angle so actually I know what the church looks like from the outside which is really nice if I'm walking past and actually people sort of like instantly have that oh I've seen this photo you know a similar photo because of where you've positioned yourself, which I think is quite good. Thumbs up, well done. And then again, really quickly on Twitter, engage with your local community. Twitter, I think, is where it's less about the evangelism and building community within the church family, yeah. actually about building community within your community and council, local businesses, local partners, um, ministry partners and national organizations that you'd want to work with you're inspired by other churches so really sort of like lean into that about what you're doing in your community and engaging with people you know if it's local community group or stuff like that and twitter likes it when you post lots so actually that stuff could be like 
you know, here's the stream, but actually here's the cafe. This is what we're doing today. Here's the cakes for today. Uh, do polls of actually what cake will be the most popular today? You know, what cake should we try to make next or getting hungry now? Um, <laughs> um, ben, I think as well, the fact that you've got that recent one about the cross, people collecting the wood, I think that's really lovely. And you've done threads linking into it. I think that's really good as well of like, if you've got longer post content of breaking it down, because again, that's kind of, um, it's a more interesting way to read it. Is she going to tell me that was the right thing to do or not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's really good. I was going to say like (laughs) Twitter likes that if you do that, but actually I don't know if it does. No one knows what's going on with Twitter, but it's a nice way of sort of. (laughs) I don't um, think Twitter knows what's going on. (laughs) But it's just sort of, um, yeah, breaking it down. So rather than it be, you know, you could have a longer content on Facebook, but actually breaking it down a bit. Even then you could be like, here's a before of like, here's what the wood looked like in a pile now it's here in this form and that looks really good so yeah again i think you you are posting and it's lots of different things and again lots of visual stuff it's it's good it's good tag people in actually sorry that's the last thing so if you're doing the community so you're doing morning service to watch the coronation parade you know could you tag in again local community groups council and stuff like that because actually that's a thing that they might like to retweet because that's a you know it's a national thing that regardless of whether you're religious wanting to come to church maybe people that hire your building because that's something you do isn't it yeah exactly yeah those sorts of groups tag people in posts yeah but again thumbs up you guys are doing well it's just little things that would just really um next level yeah. no that's really helpful thank you and the last thing i just want to um talk a little bit about the print um stuff you sent over some flyers and examples of leaflets and that that sort of thing and again, I think it's, there's not too much I need to say about them. I think on the whole, they're pretty good. Um, but it's picking up that thing of consistency. So as Hans said, with uh, your handles and everything like that and your logos, I think that also goes for your print publicity. Make sure that they're all using the new church name and logo. That's obviously uh, a work in progress as it's so new and you don't want to just chuck away loads of pieces of paper <laughs> that have been doing their job. But yeah, over time, sort of make sure that they're consistent with the logo. I think this also goes for um, social media graphics as well, is be looking at how you can use your new logo as part of a wider brand. So if there are elements like the leaves that are around the cross that you can have just a couple of leaves in the corner, maybe the cross and a couple of leaves, you don't necessarily need to have the whole logo on everything that you put out, but those visual elements will just help to tie things together. Mm. And then also taking that sort of consistency and maybe some sort of brand guidelines, something like that, just applying it out a little bit wider to, for example, layouts and text styles so that it makes your job easier when you're actually coming to design new pieces of publicity. Mm. That if you know we tend to use this sort of layout and these fonts, you're not having to start from a blank piece of paper every time. Yeah. And then just the last thing on publicity, and it's it's part of comms that I think often gets overlooked is the presentation of them and how you're actually getting um, print materials to people. You know, you sent over a couple of photos of the tables and the sides where there's publicity for people to pick up, but there's a lot there. And I get that we want to try and get the right thing in the hands of the right people. And that's not always easy, but there's so much there that the chances of that actually happening is slimmer. So I think if you can narrow it down a little bit so that it's a case of, these are the things that we want visitors, first time visitors to pick up. And that might be an alpha leaflet or it might be a you're new to the church leaflet. And then these are the things that we want people who come in a bit more regularly to pick up. And that might be your newsletter or your calendar or 
whatever other material. That's not to say only have three or four leaflets out on the table, but if you can just slim it down a little bit, because if there's other stuff available, people can ask and they will. Yeah, it's it making it targeted, isn't it? Not just throwing everything down and seeing what's next. Exactly. Like we mentioned the, the building hire, and it's great to have a leaflet with all of the details of that, but the chances are someone coming in on a Sunday morning isn't the person who needs to learn about your, your building hire. Whereas maybe someone coming into the cafe who wanders in and might want to run a group there or something, that is something that they want to see. It's that different different audience. Cool. So hopefully that's been helpful. Hopefully it's not too overwhelming. Um, Painful. I want to emphasize, like Hannah's said, <laughs> that you guys are doing a really good job. And I think yep. a lot of this is about doing it one step at a time. So it might mm-hmm. be that there are things that you want to correct straight away, but it might also be that next week we can start thinking about this one. The other one, we might leave it for a couple of years, but it's good to know that we are thinking of going in that direction. Yeah. 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 Big picture. That's it. So coming back to some questions, what tools, resources or software do you use, whether day to day, regularly or that you're trying out to help you with your church comms? I mean, I can only speak for the social media side a bit. Um, Canva. It's so yes. easy and brilliant. Um, I like Lightroom for um, just making pictures look as if they've not just been taken on my phone. Um, you know, just brightening things up and making everything look, look, look a bit more visually appealing. Is there a free version of Lightroom? Yes. Oh, yeah, I don't pay oh. for it. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to know. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's really good. So if you upload a photo and they have different um, almost presets, there's mm-hmm. one, uh, you can just like brighten things and stuff, but there's one which is called Vivid and it just makes colours really pop. Mm. So I do really like that, especially um, like photos that are like in our building, like because we've got like, like in the cafe area, we've got that like nice orange wall and then in the main room, we've got the blue. Um, so just really making that pop out because if the lights a certain way can like be lost yeah. a little bit um i just think it makes the photos look a bit more like oh that's really helpful and is that sorry is that phone app or on the computer oh yeah i i do everything on my phone i know i probably shouldn't be doing that but that's that's where we why are why not no, it no that's if it works for you it works and, and it's so much more convenient to be able to do it on your phone you can kind of do it straight away and post up to social straight away rather yeah. than transferring it to your computer editing it on your computer taking it back or yeah whatever and I like the fact that I because obviously it's on my phone and pretty much everyone is viewing it on their phone I can see it as as everybody else is going to be seeing it yeah do you use anything for scheduling no oh no I was listening to that and I thought you might ask me uh Um, but that's it's one of those things it it totally doesn't matter if you don't but it might be the case that looking into that and trying it out if it works for you that it actually saves you time and means that you either have more time in your week or you can do some of those other things those potential next steps that we talked about yeah without it taking over yeah i do i do think it's something i need to get into especially as we're sort of growing as a church at the moment i'm just sort of in the day i will you know, edit the post and get stuff together and then mm. it'll be in drafts ready for like when I upload it. Yeah. I mean, at the moment that's working, but also it's also very dependent on just me. Yeah. Um, so big picture, I know I know we need to 
look into something else a bit more long term but mm. yeah that's helpful okay so i'm going to ask a question which is very self-indulgent here but <laughs> is there anything that you guys have put in place since you've been listening to the podcast uh yes so oh one of my notes is about including more faces we've already covered that and then the other thing I've done now is I have a year to view. So I don't, nothing like surprises me. Whereas before it'd be like, oh my goodness, it's harvest next week. Quick, like come up with something. <laughs> um, whereas now I can see everything, you know, I can, I can, if we've got certain posts that maybe aren't really time dependent, I mm. know where I can slot those in. Do you know what I mean? Like there might be something that isn't like, it's like good content, but it's not like, it doesn't matter when it goes on. That doesn't yeah. need to go on at Easter week. And I've already got how many other posts going on. Yeah. 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 So it just makes it easier to see what's happening. And also things like, like we um we run like a holiday club. When is that? Like end of July. Well, that needs a lot of like promotion beforehand. So I need to... I need to be able to see as things are getting closer. Um, again, like with Christmas, like I can't just start that in December. Um, so yeah, that's been really helpful. Well, that's why really I'm starting good. to talk about Christmas already. And yeah. like, yeah. I had someone like recoil and horror at me, but I'm like, yeah, but I need to be thinking about it in the summer because I'm doing sessions for it in September, October time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It all takes a lot longer than you seem to think, doesn't it? And everything just like yeah. springs up on you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's nice. It's nice having such a visual to see where I am. I can cross things out, and I'm like, yes, we're doing this. Done, done, done. <laughs> That's good to hear. Yeah, no, and it is really encouraging that the things that we talk about, like, it's not just you're listening to it and went, oh, cool. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to do anything, but like, actually, to hear that we've stuck, like, you've been able to implement stuff that is really encouraging. Yeah, to yeah, what we're even doing. like stuff that we might already be doing it's just nice to be like oh we're doing that right that's great because you don't know do you if you're doing yeah we don't know what you're doing yeah. and like we said i think just listening to you guys being able to make kind of see the importance of it and then make people aware of common so yeah yeah it kind of in a lot of churches and i think for us as well previously it just kind of happened in the background yeah mm. and people just kind of went oh yeah that's that's the church facebook now move on but now we can kind of talk a bit more um, in depth as to why it's important. Yeah. Know, people understand yeah. It. Like what you were saying before about it. And it is a ministry. Like it is mm. something that Absolutely. needs to be like, it is important. And like, like really praying over it as well. Like that's really helpful because it can be quite easy to just think it's all a bit, you know, almost silly and yeah. feel silly. Like asking people to like, Oh, please like my post on Facebook. But <laughs> actually like, it, it does matter like it is getting yeah. the word out there isn't it and if people don't know we exist they're not coming yeah and i think like you say for a lot of churches it happens in the background but often if that is the case then it doesn't continue to happen in the background it will just stop and it will be yeah. your one post at easter and your one post at christmas and not a lot more and yeah we want to we want to shout about the importance of it because we think it's a really important way of not just getting more people bums on seats in the church, but actually sharing the gospel. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So what are the areas you struggle with or think are the hardest for churches in your situation? 
I feel like everything I wrote, I've already talked about. I talked about um, like <laughs> yeah. encouraging other people, like you know, members yeah. of your church to engage in things. Um, I mean, we have got like like a closed Facebook group for like people in church, yeah. you know, to be like, um, oh, has anyone seen my whiteboard marker? That sort of <laughs> yeah, like yeah. irrelevant church things. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Irrelevant to the wider community. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So it is handy having that, that I can just be like, hi guys, just remember, it's me again. You know what I'm going to say. Um, Please like and share. Yeah, yeah. But that, that can be a struggle. And also I think, because you don't, you don't want to feel like you're always like, oh guys, can you, do you know what I mean? You don't want to feel like you're going on at people. But, but I mean, I'm saying this now. I'm going to go on Sunday and start taking photos of people. So I'm going to be even less popular. <laughs> so long as you don't, we were joking about me going up during communion and taking yes. selfies with people. <laughs> Just as long as you don't do that, you'll be fine. Too far. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I also said about like when you've got like a bit of a drought in certain months and things to fill it in. But um, I mean, to be honest, you've given me that many ideas. I'm not worried. <laughs> You'll be fine. Yeah. You'll be fine. The other struggle, uh, kind of for any church that are of our size, is just time. Because it's yeah. all being run on the volunteers. So, I, I mean, look, Danny puts in hours a week, and then you've got people running the websites who have full time jobs or people yeah. doing bits and pieces here and there. So, it's you're trying to get people who are giving up their own time. Yeah. But also communicate with each other to be consistent. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, it's just being sensitive. Because I don't run anything myself. I'm coming at this from a guy who doesn't understand any kind of technology at all. And if you'd have seen me trying to sign on to do this podcast, you'd understand why. <laughs> but going with knowing things that need to be done and trying to um, kind of push comms, it's you've still got to be sensitive with how much time this is going to take for people. Yeah, yeah. But trying to then pinpoint the right things to do at the right time to have yeah. kind of the most output. You feel like it's having yeah. a bit of wisdom into where to start and where to go next. Yeah, that's really important. So with that in mind then, if I had to ask both of you for one piece of comms advice or encouragement, especially to sort of smaller churches who might be struggling with those sorts of things, what would it be? I just said, um, like, not to be too worried about trying to sound too professional or, um, I don't know, I think it can be easy to almost be like a robot voice. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you're just trying to sound so professional, like, you know exactly what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> but I think people really like warmth and to feel mm-hmm. like they're sort of connecting with an actual person. Yeah. Like, obviously... Which they are. And when I post, like, from the church accounts, I'll still say, like, I whether people know who I am or not, people know that there is somebody mm. doing all the church communications. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. And, like, if something's exciting, be excited. And I think people really engage with it. And I think, like, yeah. when we were doing all our building work, I think that's why it sort of did so well because it wasn't like, oh, here's a pile of bricks, it's going to be a war. It, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It was really, like guys this like look what we're doing like this is amazing and mm. so yeah I think I think you know obviously like pay attention to what you're writing but write as you talk yeah is yeah. what I would say if that makes sense yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely like, sort of importance of being genuine yeah 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 
because you don't want to be talking one way on well one is extremely happy to see the bricks have come in and then you turn up on a Sunday and actually everyone's really chill kind of thing yeah it's 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 keeping that continuity across on site and online how about you Matt so um I, I think the encouragement is that it does work so you know it's worth the time it's worth the effort and we've seen results from it so any church out there that started doing it and seeing the results really celebrate those results share them with the church so for example we had someone join us after lockdown who'd been watching online who'd kind of found the website and their comment was as you said with the faces i felt like i knew everyone already so they kind of stepped in feeling comfortable straight away um and and don't undersell any part of comms so uh one success we had, and this was pre-lockdown, was with uh, leaflet drops. So mm-hmm. uh, we did a leaflet drop throughout the village that we're in. Uh, a lady has come along. Um, she's joined the congregation. She's part of us. Uh, and she now does most of the leaflet drops herself because she understands the importance of it. Okay. So oh, just from that, she now is part of the church. So yeah, just keep plugging away at it because it, it does work. and It does make a difference to people. And people will hear the gospel through through working in this way. That's brilliant. Well, guys, thank you so much for making the time to come on today. I think I, I assumed, as we were talking about, you know, the limitations of volunteers' time, I assumed we were going to have to fit in a time in an evening. Um, so it's been amazing that you guys have been able to make the time and just been so yeah. open with us and, and honest. We've really appreciated it. And I think yeah. that it will be really encouraging to, to those that are listening as well. Um, and... It's been encouraging to us to hear from you of how the podcast has helped you and particularly, you know, those two areas that we kind of unofficially focus on of wanting to help people to improve the quality of their comms and make it a little bit better, but also in wanting to make their lives easier and that prioritization that you're talking about as well. So thanks for coming on. Oh, thank you. you. Thanks for being so nice. Uh, That's not true. My dad will listen this week. He doesn't know what a podcast is, but he's excited. (laughs) Oh, that's it.